Hello everyone and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Octothorpe, the podcast for science fiction and science fiction fandom. I'm John Coxon. I'm Alison Scott. And I'm Liz Batty. Today we are going to be playing Action Castle 2. We will not be doing any discussion of science fiction, which one might reasonably expect us to do in an episode of Octothorpe. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to be playing Action Castle 2, Return to Action Castle, the next step downward to danger. I've never been to Action Castle. No, so if you would like to listen to some people play through Action Castle 1, then I will put a link in the show notes to a podcast that does that. But Liz and I have already played Action Castle 1, so we're going to be doing Action Castle 2 today. And Action Castle 2 is um, not a beginner-level adventure, so it has a little bit more to it and is a little bit more interesting, so that works out well for our listenership. Is it set in an Action Castle? Action Castle! Castle, 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 castle. Many years have passed since the king of Action Castle was crowned. Now a simple cobbler with dreams of fortune and glory sets out on a grand adventure. Fantasy, intermediate, everyone, 10 plus, skull. What's the skull mean? Um, I don't know, it's just a picture of a skull. I think it probably means that they needed a good picture to go next to a boring table and uh, they had a picture of a skull. Oh, I thought, does it mean we can die? Uh, Are you going to explain the rules to us? Have either of you two ever played one of the old Infocom text adventures such as Zork or The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Does does Adventure count and Colossal Cave? Yes, like I'm not necessarily restricting it to Infocom. I've been playing um, text adventures since before either of you were born, I think, which is quite a shock because that's not normally what I say. I I was playing text adventures when they were the only games it was possible to play on a computer. Yeah, normally you've played things before John was born, but not before I was born. So we're going, you know, wiggly lines long way back in time here. I have played the Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy uh, Infocom game for about half an hour until I got stuck and gave up. I used to have Infocom games with Invisiclues where you had a special pen that you could rub off the answers with. Yep, I got one over there somewhere. I can't remember where. If you didn't rub off the answers, they were worth something secondhand. Uh, I just like it. So, the way this works is that I play the parser, or the computer, and Liz and Alison will take it in turns to give me instructions. I will be describing what they see and the outcomes of their decisions, and they will be getting themselves into right problems, or doing all of the things very efficiently. But let's hope not, because that will be very dull for you, the listener. Also, they definitely won't be efficient. I think you probably need to say that the instructions... Can, are quite limited in these games, as they normally consist of a verb followed by a noun or a direction. I think people will pick that up. So I'm going to start reading and we're going to play. <clears throat> Cobbler's Workshop. You are in your workshop. A pair of velvet slippers is here. A door leads outside. Alison. Inventory. You have a shiny copper penny. Liz. Pick up slippers. You pick up the slippers. Alison. Examine slippers. You see a pair of fine purple velvet slippers fit for a king. Liz. Look around. You are in your workshop. There used to be a pair of velvet slippers here, but you feel them in your pocket. A door leads outside. I forgot there was a door, so... Alison. Wear slippers. The slippers don't fit. Boo. Liz. Use door. 
What do you want to use the door on? This is why I played half an hour of Infocom games. <laughs> it's over to Alison. Open door. You open the door. The door is now open. Liz. Walk through door. You try to walk through the door, but it's very solid. You may wish to walk through the wall where the door used to be. Alison. Go outside. You are in the town square. It is a dark, cold night. Exits lead north, south, east and west. You see a wishing well here. See, how did you even know it was outside, outside the door? I don't think John has specified that. Maybe we've skipped. Okay, so it's an Infocom adventure. So if you have a door and it leads out, then you can go out. It's a direction. Um, Otherwise, you could kind of do northeast, southwest, up and down in order, but that's quite boring. I think it is Liz to go. Examine well. Well, well. A well. It's made of stone and it's made rather well. Alison. Drop penny in well. You drop your penny into the well and you hear a faint plink as it hits the bottom. There goes your last cent. Now what? Liz. Use well. What do you want to use the well on? Alison. Make wish. What would you like to wish for? Liz. Wish for infinite money. You screw your face up and wish for infinite money. You have a feeling that your bank account now has an infinite amount of money in it. Unfortunately, you cannot see a bank. Alison. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) So let me guess, we now used our last penny and we've also used our last wish, which means we can't wish for the obvious thing. Right, anyway. No. Maybe we'll get some more money and be able to make another wish. I'm sure it's fine. Maybe we got three wishes. (laughs) Um, North. I'm so sorry. Cobbler's workshop. You are in your workshop. There used to be a pair of velvet slippers here. A door leads outside. To the south. Liz. Go south. You are in the town square. It's a dark, cold night. Exits lead north, south, east and west. You see a used wishing well here. Alison. Get well. (laughs) You already feel fine, thank you. Liz. West. You are in the town hall. Rosemary, the mayor's daughter, is here. Exits lead out. Alison. <sighs> Speak to Rosemary. Hey, it's your girlfriend. She's a sweet girl, but she's painfully shy. Rosemary blushes as she catches you looking at her. Liz. Wait, Alison said speak to Rosemary, and we just looked at her. Yeah, she... Uh, she's painfully shy. There's, there's normally a syntax that's something like ask X about Y or something like that. And normally I, I was expecting by saying speak to Rosemary, normally the parser responds with the syntax, but I understand the parser might be a bit faulty in this context. <laughs> ask Rosemary about slippers. Rosemary says, that's a pair of fine purple velvet slippers fit for a king. But you're not a king. So why do you have those slippers? Alison. Ask Rosemary about King. Rosemary says, oh, I don't really follow politics. Liz. Ask Rosemary about Well. Rosemary says, I made a wish in the Wishing Well once, but I can't tell you what it was or it won't come true. Alison. Kiss Rosemary. This is my girlfriend, right? Yeah, you give Rosemary a lovely kiss on the cheek and she smiles at you lovingly. Liz. Go outside. You're in the town square. It's a dark, cold night. Exits lead north, south, east and west. You see a twice-used wishing well here. Alison. 
South. You are in the smithy. The blacksmith is at the forge, hammering on some red-hot iron. There is a grindstone here. Liz. Talk to smithy. You talk to the burly, bearded smithy. He snorts. What do you want? I'm busy. Alison. Ask smithy about well. The smith says, I made a wish in the well once, but I can't tell you what it was or it won't come true. Liz. Ask smithy about weapons. The smith says, Weapons are a genre of objects usually used either for self-defence or to perpetuate harm against others. Alison. Buy sword. The smith says, I don't have any swords. Liz. Buy axe. The smith says, I don't have any axes. Alison. Buy horseshoes. The smith says, I'm all out of everything. The Brexit-related supply shortages are really hitting this village hard. Liz. Go outside. You are in the town square. It's a dark, cold night. Exits lead north, south, east and west. You see a thrice-used wishing well here. Yeah, I wasn't really done with the smithy. We'll go back to smithy then. I can. And then Liz can take you back out again. Yeah, indeed. South. All right. <clears throat> you are in the smithy. The blacksmith is at the forge, hammering on some red-hot iron. There is a grindstone here. Liz. Examine grindstone. If you would just put your nose to it, you might make something of yourself. But for now, you're stuck being a cobbler. Alison. Ask Smith to make sword. The smith says, Unfortunately, this iron is spoken for, but if you bring me things, I can make things out of them. Yep. Liz. I mean, are you done with the smith, or are we? do you have more smith questions? You can't ask that. That's 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 contrary to the very the the very tension of the game. <laughs> I thought this was a collaborative game. No, fiercely competitive. Well, except for like the scoring and the win condition, but like certainly the, fine. This, this, I had not realised we could score. Well, you scored together. Wink. All right. Fine, I will try not to ask Alison any questions not in a game form. All right, go outside. Town Square. It's a dark, cold night. Exits lead north, south, east and west. You see a thrice-used wishing well here. East. That's the only thing that was left, right? Yes. You're walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. There is a sign here. Old Pond Road runs north to south. The town is to the east. It's that like Old Town Road. Liz. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I missed that last bit. Could you please repeat the description just for me? You're walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. There is a sign here. Old Pond Road runs south to north. There is a town to the east. West? Oh, yes. No, sorry. There's a uh, That's a typo. The town is to the west, indeed. Typo in the book. Examine sign. You see a weather-beaten sign that reads, Please don't pick the roses. Alison. Pick roses. There are no roses here. All of the rose bushes are gone. Liz. Examine cobbles. The cobbles are weather-beaten and seem to regret the ecological devastation perpetuated by people picking roses. Alison. North. You arrive at a bend in the road. There is an old tree stump here. You see Action Castle to the east. Liz. Examine stump. Judging by the size of its stump, this tree must have been enormous. You see an axe embedded in the tree stump. <laughs> Alison. Get axe. 
You take the axe from the stump. It takes a couple of tugs, but eventually it comes free. Liz. I can't remember which directions there are. I guess so. I better look around. You are at a bend in the road. There is an old tree stump here. You see Action Castle to the east. Alison. Examine axe. The axe is dulled from frequent use. Liz. Go east. Oh, God. You stand outside the walls of Action Castle. There's a deep moat here. The drawbridge is up. Exits are to the west and into the moat. I'm just having a look around. I mean, we've got to, like, you know, scope things out. I'm sorry, I don't understand. I'm just having a look at around. We just need to, you know, scope things out. Alison. West. You arrive at a bend in the road. There is an old tree stump here. It used to have an axe in it. You see Action Castle to the east. And there is an exit to the south. Go south. You're walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. There is a sign here. Old Pond Road runs north to south. The town is to the west. Alison. Read sign? Oh, no, we know what the sign says. Ignore me. Um, West. It's a dark, cold night, and you are in the town square. You see a thrice-used wishing well here. Exits lead in every compass direction. Go south. You are in the smithy. The blacksmith is at the forge hammering on some red-hot iron. There is a grindstone here. Alison. Ask smith to sharpen axe. The smith mutters under his breath and sharpens the axe for you. You now have a sharp axe. Liz. Go north. You are in the town square. Exits lead north, south, east and west. You see a thrice-used wishing well here. Exits lead in all compass directions. Alison. I would like to go south by southwest, please, because it's a very good festival. Uh, <clears throat> you bump into the wall of the smithy. The smith yells out of the door, What are you doing? I'm working here. Liz. Go north, northeast. You bump into the walls of your own workshop. I didn't mention this when we started, but you haven't had anything to drink. Alison. East. You are walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. It runs north to south and the town is to the west. Go south. You stand at the edge of the Old Pond. The clear night sky above is full of stars. You see a rowboat here. A path runs alongside the pond to the north and to the south. Alison. Hmm, Examine rowboat. You see that the boat is in fair condition. It contains a blanket. Uh, Take blanket. You take the blanket. Alison. South. You are in a hermit's cave. An old man sits by the fire outside the cave. He is lost in thought and he doesn't appear to notice you. Liz. Ask hermit about cave. What would you like to know about my cave? Alison. Give blanket to hermit. The hermit says, although I look like I might be cold, I've got my fire and I've got my burlap sack and i'm actually quite warm but thank you liz ask hermit about castle the hermit says hmm the castle hmm is related to the prophecy hmm and then goes back to staring into the fire alison ask hermit about prophecy the hermit turns away from the fire and intones a champion will arise from humble beginnings to bring peace to the land that'll be us then liz Go south. You try to enter the cave, 
but it's too dark and scary in there. Also, it smells. Exits are to the north. Alison. Ask Hermit about slippers. The Hermit says, Oh, those are a nice pair of velvet slippers fit for a king. They're just my size. Liz. Ask Hermit his name. The Hermit says, I used to have a name, but I don't really use it anymore. Alison. Give slippers to Hermit. The Hermit accepts your gift and gives you this piece of advice. Remember, only a fool desires wealth and power. The wise person has everything they need. He taps his head and gives you a sly wink. Can I put that in my inventory? Liz. (laughs) Yes. Go north. You stand at the edge of the old pond. The clear night sky above is full of stars. You see a rowboat here. A path runs alongside the pond to the north and to the south. Alison. Get rowboat. You try to pick up the boat, but it won't fit in your pocket. Just to be really useful for getting over the boat, just saying. Liz. Get in rowboat. You're now in the rowboat. Alison. Row across pond. I'm not sure where the pond leads. Row, row, row your boat. Life is but a dream. You row out to the middle of the pond. It's quiet, peaceful and romantic here. (laughs) Liz. Uh, Row the rowboat back to shore. You row back to the shore and climb out of the boat. You're at the edge of the old pond. Alison. North. You are walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. It runs north to south, and the town is to the west. Go west. You are in the town square. It's a dark, cold night. Exits lead north, south, east and west. Alison. West. You are in the town hall. Rosemary, your girlfriend, is here. Liz. Ask Rosemary about rowboats. Rosemary says... No, I'm Rosemary, not Rowboat. I know it's confusing. Pay attention. Alison. Ask Rosemary to come on a date. Rosemary says that she'd love to, but it's too chilly to go outside. Liz. Give blanket to Rosemary. Rosemary kisses you on the cheek and drapes the blanket over her shoulders. Alison. Ask Rosemary to come on a date. Rosemary says, ooh, I'd love to, and starts to follow you. Go outside. You are in the town square. It's a dark, cold night. Exits lead north, south, east and west. There is a wishing well here, but you have Rosemary with you, so all is right with the world. Alison. East. You're walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. But who needs roses when Rosemary is with you, and all is right with the world? Go south. You stand at the edge of the old pond. The clear night sky above is full of stars that pale into insignificance next to the beauty of Rosemary, your girlfriend. Alison. Get in boat. You get in the boat with Rosemary. She says, ah, I understand what you mean now. Liz. Row, rowboat. You row the boat into the middle of the pond. It's quiet, peaceful and romantic here. You have a lovely time. Alison. (sighs) Propose to Rosemary. Rosemary says, I don't see a ring. Liz. Row back to shore. You row back to shore, feeling slightly dejected at your lack of material possessions. Alison. Damn, give Rosemary a sly wink. I want to do that on the boat, really. (laughs) Can I go back? you, You give Rosemary a sly wink and she says, again? Liz. 
go north. You are walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. There is uh, the town to the west and the road runs north to south. Alison. <sighs> We've still got Rosemary with us, don't we? That sounds like a yes. terrible idea. Uh Rosemary's um Rosemary's feeling a bit tired for some reason and she is uh staying by the rowboat. That'll be handy when we get the ring. North You arrive at a bend in the road. There is an old tree stump here that used to have an axe in it. You see Action Castle to the east, and there is an exit to the south. Liz. East You stand outside the walls of Action Castle. There is a deep moat here and the drawbridge is up. There is an exit to the west. Back to the bend in the road. Um, swim moat. As you enter the water, a monstrous catfish as big as a horse rears up, but you manage to fend it off with your sharp axe. Wounded, it sinks once more below the surface of the murky water. You are treading water in the moat, just within reach of the castle's stone walls. You don't feel safe here. Liz. Climb walls. You try to climb the walls, but they're all slippery, and you can't really get any purchase. Ray bloody purchase. I should also note, you've got three save slots. If you, like, want to save the game, you can. I should have mentioned that right at the beginning. Luckily, you haven't died yet. Alison. Yeah, well, I should have done that before I uh, used our wish on something non, non-tangible in this scenario. Yeah, but you did that, you did that, like, the fourth move. So, like... Yeah, I mean, we maybe should have used the save slot before I gave the slippers away. No, it's fine, probably. They were just his size. I don't, I'm a kind person. Um, right. Not necessarily. Um, examine moat. Aha! Peering closely at the walls next to the moat, you notice that there is a loose stone in the wall. Liz. I mean loose as in, like, wiggly, not loose as in, um, low sexual mores. I am committed to rosemary anyway. Um, pull loose stone. Pulling with all your might, you move the stone away, revealing a tunnel. Alison. Go tunnel. You squeeze through the narrow opening and enter a long, dark tunnel. You find yourself somewhere underneath the castle. A dark tunnel stretches to the north and the south. There is a hole dug into the wall to the east, and there is a skeleton here. Liz. Examine skeleton. You see the skeletal remains of an adventurer clad in fire-scorched armour. Its rent and battered shield bears the heraldry of Action Castle. Alison. Get shield. You pick up the shield. Liz. Examine hole. You look up the hole back to where the moat was. It looks grimy and slimy and you did not enjoy going through it. Alison. East. You are in... You are, you are treading water in the moat, just within reach of the castle's stone walls. You don't feel safe here. Liz. Yeah, if you've got a plan, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Look at Alison's face. Yeah, I just don't think the, I don't think the directions are working, because I think we want to go back to the tree trump and it's west, so, you know. I can show you that there is a map at the end, but, um, Liz. Climb out of moat. You stand outside the walls of Action Castle. There is a deep moat here and the drawbridge is up. There are exits to the west. West. You are at a bend in the road. There is an old tree stump here. You see Action Castle to the east and there is an exit to the south. Liz. Use axe on tree stump. You put the axe back in the tree stump. 
It looks nice. It has a sort of rustic aesthetic. Alison. Get out! You pick up the axe. Fortunately, putting it in the tree stump has not dulled it. Although it has cleaned some of the viscera from the fish off it. Liz. Examine shield. You examine the shield. It is battered, but you can just make out the heraldry of Action Castle. You think it might be quite old. South. You're walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. There is a sign here. The road runs north to south and the town is to the east. Sorry, town is to the west. Go west. You are in the town square. It's a dark, cold night. Exits lead north, south, east and west. You see a wishing well here. Alison. South. You are in the smithy. The blacksmith is at the forge, hammering on some red-hot iron. There is a grindstone here. Liz. Save the game. Please hold. Game saved. Ask Smith to mend the shield. The smith looks at the shield and says, this is in pretty good nick, even though it's quite old and the heraldry is quite faded. Liz. Give shield to Smith. The smith says, I don't really need a shield, but thank you for thinking of me. If you want to pay for me sharpening your axe, I prefer money. Alison. And money's at the bottom of the well. Um, right. Yeah, it's not my fault. We have infinite money if banks existed. (laughs) North. Um, you are in the town square. You are surrounded by exits and wishing wells of all descriptions. Liz. Go east. You are walking down Old Pond Road, a wide cobblestone road that used to be lined with rose bushes. It runs north to south and the town is to the west. Alison. North. You are at a bend in the road. There is an old tree stump here and you see Action Castle to the east. Go east. You stand outside the walls of Action Castle. There is a deep moat here and the drawbridge is up. Alison. East. And I'm wondering whether we can actually do a series of directions to um, to to make these bits where we go back to where we shouldn't have gone away from in the first place. I could stop reading out quite as much description. Um, you are you are treading water in the moat. You don't feel safe here. Exits are through the tunnel or back onto the bank of the Liz. Go into tunnel. You find yourself somewhere underneath the castle. A dark tunnel stretches to the north and south, and you have just come through a hole that leads back to the east. Alison. Eyes blinking, you emerge into a large chamber with a high-vaulted ceiling. A huge dragon is here, slumbering atop a pile of glittering treasure. Examine dragon. You see a huge beast with razor-sharp claws and a scaly hide stronger than steel. The dragon is lying on a mountain of treasure and snoring loudly. Alison. Uh, get ring. No, no, don't really get ring. It's stupid. Examine treasure. You see burlap sacks bursting with gold coins, a king's ransom of precious gems, rings and jewellery, and a gleaming sword forged of the finest steel. Liz. Shout hello. The dragon wakes up, eyes you hungrily, and roars. Another mortal dares challenge me. Choose a weapon, wits or steel. Alison. North. (laughs) You manage to escape to the north. The dragon pursues you with fire, but doesn't quite manage to get you as you escape. 
There's no way that dragon get out into the tunnel. You find yourself somewhere underneath the castle. A dark tunnel stretches to the north and to the south. A la Liz. Go north. You are in the dungeon. Torches flicker high above, casting sinister shadows on the walls. A twisting staircase leads up. There are some cells here. Alison. Examine cells. You see a series of lines scratched into the wall. It looks like someone was here for a long time. There's a hole dug into one of the cell's walls. And that hole goes to the cell. Uh, go through hole. You find yourself somewhere underneath the castle. A dark tunnel stretches to the north and south. There's a hole dug into the wall to the east. Alison. North. We just kept went back the way we came, didn't we? You are in the dungeon. Torches flicker high above. Her twisting staircase leads up. Go up. You are on the dungeon stairs. From above, you can make out some of the king's guards talking about current events. Someone has left an old lamp here. Alison. Get lamp. You get the lamp. Liz. Go up. You are in the courtyard. There is a pair of guards here. They yell, halt! Who goes there? The guards grab you by the arms. You are arrested for trespassing and locked in the dungeon. This is where you remain for the rest of your miserable days. The end. Thank you for playing. Load. <laughs> Loading safe slot one. You are in the smithy. We Do we have a sharp axe? Do you want your inventory? Um, Inventory, yeah. You have a sharp axe, a shield and a sly wink. Liz. Ask blacksmith to make ring. The blacksmith says, uh, more about your swords, shields, axes and the like. Rings are more of a jeweller's business. Alison. Plenty of rings underneath the dragon. Right. Okay. North. You are in the town square. East. You are at the Old Pond Road. North. You are at a bend in the road. Can we, as a question, procedural question, can we keep going back to the same save slot every time we die? Yeah, we're going to save again before we go to see the dragon. East. You stand outside the walls of Action Castle. Alison. East. You are treading water in the moat. Liz. Go through hole. You find yourself somewhere underneath the castle. Alison. Save. Saving the game. Game saved. Liz. Go south. Eyes blinking, you emerge into a large chamber with a high-vaulted ceiling. A huge dragon is here, slumbering atop a pile of glittering treasure. Alison. Um, take ring. As you try to take the ring, you wake the dragon. He roars, you dare steal from my hoard? And he flames you up real good. The end. Thank you for playing Action Castle. Liz. Load save slot two. You find yourself somewhere underneath the castle. Alison. South. Eyes blinking, you emerge into a large chamber with a high-vaulted ceiling. A huge dragon is here, slumbering atop a pile of glittering treasure. Liz. Shout. Wake up. The dragon wakes up, eyes you hungrily and roars. Another mortal dares challenge me. Choose a weapon. Wits or steel. Alison. Wits. Excellent. Answer my riddle correctly or be burned alive and eaten. Are you ready? Liz. Say yes. 
Who owns nothing yet has everything? Alison. Uh, it's the wise man, isn't it? The wise man. The dragon laughs. Well done, you succeeded where all others failed. Now choose your reward. The dragon gestures to the gold coins, the gleaming sword and the diamond ring. Take diamond ring. A human who loves pretty rocks, roars the dragon. Typical. With a sweep of its tail, the dragon opens a chute beneath your feet and you tumble down into the darkness. You have a ring. Wahey. You are outside a dark cave. There is the ashes of a fire here. And there are footprints of slippers leading away from the fire into the cave. Alison. Get ashes. Um, unfortunately, in this game, English people cannot get the ashes. Liz. Didn't try to win them. <laughs> um, go north. You stand at the edge of the old pond. The clear night sky above is full of stars. You see a rowboat here. Rosemary is sleeping under a blanket. Alison. Give Rosemary a sly wink and a ring. You wake Rosemary, get into the boat and row to the middle of the lake where you give the ring to Rosemary. Your beloved kisses you on the cheek, exclaiming, Of course I'll marry you. The two of you return to town and live happily ever after. The end. Thank you for playing Action Castle. Your score is... Some. What do we get scores for? Does it tell us when we get points? Uh, yes, yeah, so you have... Let me just count. You um, visited 12 locations, so you get 24 points for that. You made a uh, wish in the wishing well, which is 3 points, giving you 27 points. You gave the blanket to Rosemary, which is 37 points. You gave the slippers to the her hermit, which is 47 points. You defeated the catfish, which is 57 points. You answered the riddle, which is 67 points. And you proposed, which is 87 points out of 100. Pretty good. Pretty good score. Well done, peeps. At this point, we spoil the rest of the game. These are one-shots, right? We're done, yeah. So we are going to spoil the rest of the game now for fun. Could we have gone back into the cave to find out what was happening to the... No, because it was dark and scary and it smelled. But we have a lamp. No, we don't. No, we don't have a lamp, but we could get a lamp. You, you could have gone and gotten a lamp. The lamp, the lamp doesn't do anything. Um, the lamp is a reference to the first game. Um, you get a lamp in the first game, and it's really, really useful. And if without it, you can't complete it. In this one, the lamp does nothing and is completely useless. Also, the reason that there are rose bushes that have gone in this one is because you pick a rose in the last one. So you were the one that started the craze that destroyed all the rose bushes. You scallywag! Basically, there are two win conditions in this game. You can either ask the dragon. There are three options for the uh, getting the dragon. If you choose gold, the, the dragon gives you as much gold as you can carry and then jettisons in, you into the moat where you drown. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. If you choose the sword, you um, go back. You can go back into the tunnels with the sword and the dragon just goes back to sleep. And if you choose the ring, he jettisons you from the chamber with the ring. And so if you choose the ring, you can go and propose to Rosemary and live happy ever after. But if you choose the sword, you can... Basically, the if you go to the courtyard with the sword, the guards see that you've got the sword and then take you to see the king. And, uh, yeah, and then you go and meet the king. Presumably, if we'd had the slippers when we went to meet the king, we could have given the king the slippers. If you go and see the king, the player, the, when you go into the throne room, the king is wearing the slippers because you have given the slippers to the hermit. 
Because it was the king that told you the answer to the riddle. Disguised as a hermit. Disguised as a hermit. But we never knew that. You didn't know that. Well, because it kind of you either do the heroic version or you do the romantic version, but I quite like that there are two ways to do it. Yeah, yeah, but you can't do both, so you can't like. No, you can either be career focused or family focused. None of this double dipping. <sighs> okay, so can you can you kill the dragon with your axe and shield? No, can't kill the dragon. So if you choose because steel, the dragon, you will always lose, basically. Yeah. If you choose steel, you fight a dragon, and the dragon will eat you. Because <laughs> it's a dragon, and you're a goblin. <laughs> yeah, fair point. And that's how that would go. Yeah, you killed a... You, 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 you severely wounded a catfish. Um, I will say I slightly screwed up. Uh, I screwed up the directions in and out of the moat. You were right. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the reason it was confusing was entirely my fault and is not reflective on the game. But I thought once I'd done it, I should probably um, I should probably keep going with the wrong version rather than confusing everything by retconning halfway through. And also the game does give instructions. The um, The love interest can either be Rosemary, your girlfriend, or Sage, your boyfriend. So you can you can date a girl or a boy. Unfortunately, no options for NB characters, but, you know, baby steps. Uh, uh, why are we not girls? You are girls. Ah, oh, but we, we, we re- we're romancing. Oh, we're girls. Okay, cool. But we're romancing a girl anyway. Yeah, we're girls to romance Rosemary the lady. Yeah, we are. Okay, I'm just drawing two skirts on my stick figures in my picture. <laughs> and that is feminism. Folks. Yeah, I didn't draw any skirts. Um, oh. All you can see is a shoe. Um, hang on while I do that. Yes, send me both your maps. Okay, so I am now going to put drawing drawing game maps as another what another thing in the list of things that iPads are much better for than pencil and paper. It turns out. I mean, that's not not untrue. I've never done it before. It's definitely true in that. It's definitely true in that I drew the town hall above the cobbler shop and then you said, oh, no, wait, it's the other way around. And so that's why there's some funny arrows. But I, I feel mine is quite good. Do you like my little dragon? I love your little dragon, actually. I have a dragon. I also have a little dragon. Oh, let's see Alison's little dragon. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. But, I mean, that's the first time I think I've drawn an adventure game map on on the iPad, but it will not be the last. Um, yeah, that's it. Never doing it on. I, I, f- I feel mine has got some colourful detail, like I drew a little rowboat and also I checked our save slots and so on. And this is also, I think when Alison went south-southwest, I thought I needed to go north-northeast in order to get back to where we were. I hadn't realised that basically she hadn't moved. Yeah, no, that's a that's a Infocom thing. Yeah. It was, I now you've said it, that's very obvious. Did not at all occur to me in the moment, so sorry. Mm. Yeah, but that is another thing that you learn by playing too many Infocom games, which I really, really have. Um, but all a very long time ago. It does also occur to me that there is no reason why the three of us couldn't play one of the actual Infocom games, taking it in turns to input commands, and that would be absolute chaos. It would be chaos, but I think also... I mean, it would be quite fun, actually, but I don't think it would make an episode because I think Parsley's designed to be quite a lot faster than doing this with a real game. The Infocom games are quite long. I mean, the early ones aren't, but the once you get to things like A Mind Forever Voyaging, they're massive. Yep. But if we were going to do that, have you two played Leather Goddess as a Phobos? No. No. But I know it's a classic. It's classic, but it's also classically terrible. So, you know. Good, good mix. That was the Ultra Thought Podcast, and it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. 
and goodbye from me. That's funny enough. Was that not funny enough? The theme music for this episode was Fanfare for Space by Kevin MacLeod and Competech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 license. This podcast will end at the beep. Beep.